0: There was a visitor yesterday here in Jacksonville at TIA Bank Field, Uncle Rico, the character from Napoleon Dynamite. This is Tony Wiggins with your Jacksonville Jaguars report here on Locked on Jaguars. So much being made of Garner Minshew early in the year. A little fun and humor happened yesterday. Uh, there have been memes on the internet of how he has the same characteristics and a familiar look to Uncle Rico, one of the funny characters from napoleon dynamite well guess who showed up in jacksonville was filmed at a waffle house on jacks beach and then made an appearance to take pictures with the media as well as do something with gardner Minshew. it's it's fun it's a lot of a lot of fun and it takes away uh some of the distractions from the jalen ramsey saga here but i want to explore something what does this mean for nick Foles? that's a question that everyone needs to ponder and ask themselves if this phenomenon continues to grow what does this mean for the quarterback they gave so much money to and no 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 it is not me or anyone else stirring up controversy before it even happens in fact I was talking to my man Rick Blue yesterday uh, who's a sideline reporter for the Jags on the uh radio broadcast and of course you can hear him on 1010XL here in Jacksonville uh We were talking and we were saying it's a good problem to have when you consider how long this organization and this franchise has actually gone without really good top-notch quarterback play and not really knowing where the leadership is going to come from. The fact that it appears, and I won't go too fast here because we don't have a a large body of work, but it appears that that at some point they're going to have multiple options. But what do you do? I mean, if this continues to go the way it's going w- with Gardner Minshew, and I'm not just talking about his play. I'm talking about the the growing phenomenon that is him, the interest that it creates not only for uh, the local fans here, but nationally. And, you know, whether we like it or not, we have to realize that national relevancy is something that the Jags have struggled with and is obviously something that they'll embrace. Now, they've been nationally relevant over the last few weeks for more than one reason. In fact, I would argue that the two biggest stories in sports have been Jalen Ramsey and his trade request and Gardner Minshew and uh, his phenomenon and this start to a career that was just unbelievable. I mean, just think back to where we were four or five weeks ago. This was all about us every single day going to training camp practices and coming back and giving you guys information whether it's on this uh podcast which is can be heard on all platforms by the way or it was just us saying wow man we just saw something we haven't seen around here in a long time a spiral and it was all about nick Foles. there were people like me that was wondering how come uh alex magoo wasn't getting a bigger chance to be the backup and this is this is what you everything that you see in practice." isn't always exactly what they're looking at. They're looking at their eye in the sky. They see the all 22 from practice. They see the work on the chalkboard and the coaching staff sees the leadership. And, and I, you can't say enough about that because they recognize the leadership and they recognize the fearlessness of Gardner Minshew early. And I was critical that they should have had someone else in here as a backup. But when you think about it, uh, to imagine where we came from to right now, where we are now, and the, and the way that they're, not only us, but the way they're nationally reporting on the story, it, it is amazing. It is tremendous. And it's like I said this before, and I didn't create it, but they said the football gods finally shine down on Jacksonville and his fan base to give them something. And and I, I did say this before, he's the most Jacksonville or the most Duval thing you could ever you could ever imagine happening. Dude happens to be a Gator fan also, which is like most of the fan base, or at least the majority of the fan base here is he is—he—he just seems like one of the one of the guys. He just seems like the dude that you see at the beach. Having a, a, a drink and eating a slice of pizza and you don't have a seat and he has two extra seats at his table it says, dude, you, you and your wife can sit here. That's him. And it's not an act. It's not fake. It's not phony. It's not contrived. It's real. It's very real. And there's going to be a question. What does this do or say about Nick Foles? When Nick Foles comes back, Nick Foles makes a lot of money. Nick Foles has guarantees of over $50 million to be the quarterback of this team. That is absolutely too much money for a guy to be sitting on the bench. With all of that being said, it gives us a lot to ponder. And we're going to do that and pull and extract all of that stuff out of the bone we're going to do it though because we have the help of friends and our friends that I want to tell you about now is Blinkist. That's right, Blinkist. You get unlimited access to read and listen to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want and for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to slash Locked On. Try it free and for seven days save 25% off your new subscription stand by I'm going to talk more about Nick Foles Garner Minshew and the Jaguars good dilemma that they're into right now okay man if you want to bet on these games this weekend I'm going to tell you there's only one place for you to do it it's where I go it's mybookie.ag that's right mybookie.ag is where you play and you win and you get paid while you enjoy the game all you have to do is go to mybookie.ag use the promo code locked on to activate the offer that's right the promo code is locked on so you're wondering what the offer is i'll tell you what the offer is if you go to mybookie.ag you will automatically become one of those people that is a priority for them. i wouldn't be telling you this if i didn't bet with it myself and i did not win now when you join your reward is the fact that you will get your first deposit doubled that's right your first deposit doubled whatever you put in i'm not this is not a typo this is not me uh miss misspeaking or or misremembering anything you double your first deposit on my book but you got to use the promo code locked on man you can even uh, check this out if you're losing You can switch your bet at halftime. It's amazing. Go check out my book and play around with it a little bit and come back and tell your boy T-Wig what happened with your money. Okay, welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Jaguars podcast on a Friday. It is game week. Guys are preparing themselves to head out to Denver. I believe that plane leaves tomorrow. I don't know why they don't leave today. I suggested yesterday that maybe if they left if they were to leave on a Friday or even a thursday uh and give the time give those guys time enough to acclimate themselves to the to, to the atmosphere and I don't even know if that'll work by the way i i mean I'm smart enough to know if if that'll work or if anyone if anyone has ever tried that stuff or I'm not even smart enough to know if you can get somebody out there to accommodate you even though money always talks uh for those couple of days but that's that's a question that has to be answered uh tell you who says it doesn't bother him and that's Gardner Minshew played at Washington State said he's played out there played in high altitude before in fact he goes it doesn't bother me that's kind of how he sounds it doesn't bother me doesn't bother me whatsoever and you gotta you gotta love it man um you gotta love it and that's what people are doing they're loving it so the, the the thing that I like to ponder in all of this is If people are loving it so much, what happens if – and if you look at the schedule, the Jaguars can go on a little bit of a run here. And by a little bit of a run, I mean a pretty decent run from here moving forward. So my thing is what happens to the the Nick Foles mania that they had. And it wasn't like this. It was more of a – he was a stabilizer. He was a proven champion who was smart, would allow the coaches to have the playbook wide open, would allow the offense to flow easier. Would he, I think he actually earned the respect of every defense he was going to play against because they'd seen what, what Nick could do, and they'd seen him do it in crunch time. You don't become a Super Bowl MVP and stare down the, the gun barrel of the New England Patriots and actually knock them off come from behind in the last two minutes against Bill Belichick without earning the respect of a lot of people around the NFL. So from that perspective, yeah, the Jag fans were looking forward to it and glad they finally had a solid quarterback. They liked what they saw early, uh, especially with the deep balls. And and that, and if there's one thing I can tell you that is is a little bit missing with Nick is that you could don't get me wrong, Gardner's completed some passes down the field, but it's not the same as what we saw with Nick Foles. Nick Foles could hold that ball and wait on that out route. He could wait on that nine route, and he could launch that thing from a long ways. Gardner, that's not really his strength. But his strength is his mobility and his ability, his ability to extend plays. Nick did, to me, that's not what Nick does. Okay. So that's a football difference don't uncle rico the mustache and the personality and all that the football difference is from the pocket foes could probably do more down the field gardner however can do more with his legs both of them are scary scary yeah some quarterbacks that can do both obviously Mahomes and rogers and and stuff like that And, and it causes some serious serious problems but I do think, though, one of the things that has surprised me is the accuracy and the intelligence of Gardner Minshew and how he's able to get the ball. Uh, He he gets the ball in people's hands when they can still catch it and run it. And it's like he processes that information so fast. It's going to be interesting to see, though, as the year goes on and we move further and further into this thing, if there's going to be a hurdle. And if there's a hurdle, how telling is the hurdle? Doug Marone spoke about this in his press conferences. Every single week, they wait for the hurdle. They wait for the moment, the coachable moment, where they'll have to say, okay, this is what this is what happened. This is what they did to you. And it hasn't come yet. It's only been two and a half weeks or two and a half games, but it hasn't come yet. But because Doug and those guys are anticipating that it will come, I think it will too. So we have to ask ourselves, what happens with that hurdle? And Is that hurdle something that everybody's going to piggyback off of? And is that something that Gardner can overcome? One thing that will help him is the offensive line improving the running game. If the offensive line improves the running game and you take some of that pressure off of him, and then if their running game improves, that means play action will actually work better. And you'll be able to get more uh, done in terms of using play action on early downs. Okay. The draw play will work better because now you'll have them on, they'll be be like on ice skates, man, with, with butter on the bottom of their shoes. And that's what you always want. That's what Filippo wants. And that's what we've always craved for with here. Instead of being one-dimensional, telling everybody what you were going to do and saying, this is who we are, this is how we're going to play, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do that. No. Mix it up. Don't You don't want to know where it's coming from. The element of surprise can help you sometimes manufacture points. To go along with, you know, the element of surprise mixed in with just some straight-up good execution and, and, and consistency offensively, Sure. You want that if you're um, John Filippo. It also gives you more things that'll keep your defense off the field when you go up against explosive offenses. So, Garner Minshew does, uh, there's room for improvement for the offense all the way around. And now it's almost as if he's covering up for deficiencies on the offense. The offense isn't necessarily the cover, covering up his deficiencies. The play calling isn't, masking Garner Minshew's perceived deficiencies as much as it's masking the fact that they can't run block right now. If you'd have told me coming into the season that that would be the biggest problem for this offense, I'd have laughed at you. i said, no, they're going to be able to run. And then if you'd have told me Nick Foles is going to get hurt in the first quarter of game one and the biggest problem you'd have is they can't run the football and the running back's getting hit in the backfield and they're not pushing people. It's to the point where they said that I heard somebody say the other day that Doug was even considering kind of going to just bust a man in the front of you in the mouth and move him out of the way as opposed to all of this run, this zone stuff. Because I'm telling you something. If you want to get a good laugh, and I mean this tongue-in-cheek, but I kind of mean it. If you want to get a good laugh, you watch Andrew Norwell pull it. It'll be the funniest thing you've ever seen. I suggest you do it when you probably had a little alcohol in, you, in your home so you're not drinking and driving. But wait, do it. It's like, it's like the funniest thing you've ever seen, man. They need to stop doing that. That dude doesn't need to be pulling anything. I almost pulled a love handle laughing at watching him try to pull from the left guard spot around to the right guard. It's pathetic. It's awful. And I know I call him Kevin Norwell all the time. I don't even know the hell Kevin Norwell. Norwell, well, I think he was a kicker. But I, I need to stop screwing up his name, but he needs to stop screwing up these plays too. Okay. Fournette kind of hinted yesterday that they didn't have a lot of reps in the preseason, so they're still working the kinks out. This is one of those things that might be true. It might be true. This might be biting the team in the butt, the fact that... The fact that they decided to not uh, give them a lot of reps because they wanted everybody wanted to stay healthy, and then when it when this all first started, man, those guys looked like they they it was like the it was like body bags on on, on the uh, on the field, bro. I mean, it was like everybody was getting hurt, banged up, and Nick Foles got hurt, and then a lot of guys on the defense, John and Calais and Darius. And then all of a sudden, now everybody's healthy again. So right now, it looks like the Jaguars might be uh, one of the healthiest teams in the league. Nick Foles not withstanding. We're going to pull and extract some more. And of course, I'll mention Jalen Ramsey in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. But I have to tell you first about getting your sex life back in order, guys. That's right. And the, the place and the go-to for me is BlueChew.com. I you say, what is Bluetooth? Well, it's a chewable version of uh, something that can allow you to get your mojo back. And even if you're not a person struggling with losing this mojo and you feel you don't need the jumper cables as some of us jokingly, once we turned 50, called it, then what you can do is you could just use Bluetooth as an enhancer and a product that can help you. Now, right now, Bluetooth has a special deal for our listeners. If you visit Bluetooth.com, And get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code MLB. That's right. Just pay $5 in shipping. Folks, that's Blue Chew. It's just like it sounds. B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code MLB, as in like Major League Baseball. Okay, welcome back to the third and final segment of Locked on Jaguars. I am Tony Wiggins. It is Friday. That means I'll dig through uh some of this stuff and find a uh fan Friday question and I know my man Chris had to leave me one so i gotta I gotta dig into it and find it but um Jalen Ramsey Jalen Ramsey's uh in Nashville Tennessee anticipating the birth of his second child and it looks more and more like that he won't uh, be a participant in the game this weekend um the saga continues. Everybody's sitting there wondering, like, hey, man, what's what's uh, what's going to happen? You know, is he going to play? Is he going to play? Nobody knows. Nobody actually knows uh, when he's going to come back. But he was on a podcast the other day. And Jalen did. Jalen did say that wherever he's playing, he don't know if he's played his last game here, but wherever it is, he's going to go hard. He's always going to rep when he gets on the field um you gotta think at some point though maybe if it's not the whole team there's one or two people that'll get bothered by uh whether or not they allow him to play without being a full participant or being bought in during the week i mean the goat the greatest of all time michael jordan he had a teammate one time do that and that was horace grant horace grant says why do they give him a day off every now and then i want a day off you know so it's not it's not in gold that just because a team may treat a star player differently that everyone is always going to accept it uh you know you might always have one person that says something but football locker rooms are are the closest and the, the not closest locker rooms ever because they may have internal beef but if someone outside of the locker room says something about someone in a, inside that locker room, they'll come together like a bunch of army ants, man. I'm telling you. So if if there is a problem, more than likely you'll never hear about it. If one or two people are like, man, oh, I don't know, man. This dude needs to be in here with us and we're working our butts off. A little a newsflash for you. Football players during the season don't work as hard as you guys think they do. I mean, you you probably imagine football players doing a season, showing up, lifting all these weights, screaming in the locker room. That doesn't happen, dude. They have to do all of that stuff in the offseason. It's more maintenance and repair uh, in terms of the physical part of it and recovery and treatment during game weeks. Now, the hard work comes in the classroom where you're studying the game plan and you spend a lot of hours at the facility, but I'm talking about the... You know, the videos that you see of guys screaming and let's get it and almost like it's a a shoot commercial or something, that doesn't go on in the regular season. Guys during the regular season are more or less concerned about being available for the following game, resting their bodies, getting treatment, uh, eating properly, hydrating properly. It's more mental and and uh, psychological than it is physical during the week because it's so, so physical on Sundays. There are rare occasions, though. That you'll see a team hit like if for instance they don't tackle well then you'll go you'll see a team go live practice and that's almost the coach saying if you don't hit you're gonna hit somewhere if you don't hit on sunday you're gonna hit and hit during the week so and players don't really like doing that so you'll see uh guys really just locked in and focused and it's almost like an injured player i don't care how good you are when you're an injured player it's almost like you're not a part of the team according to people that i've talked to in the past because the guys that have to play, they have to play. They can't focus on you. They got to play. So people are going to play football regardless if Jalen is 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 with the team or with uh, or not with the team, and that's the part of this that I kind of get and understand. Um, as far as a prediction for the game, the conditions will play a, a big part in it. I think you're facing a hungry team in Denver. They need to get off the schneid. I saw Von Miller press conference earlier in the week, and he seemed like a dude that just was ready – to go out and hit somebody so um i I just believe that it comes down to execution and it comes down to not turning the ball over i think it's going to be a close game there's a big difference for jacksonville between one and three and two and two but for denver there's also a big difference between one and three and oh and four you go and four you're pretty much out of it for the season and i think they have some guys on their team like Vaughn miller and and chris harris and joe flacco and Emmanuel Sanders that are veterans that don't want this season to go tanking already. And they haven't even played Kansas City yet, so you know those are two losses. So if they lose, they go 0-4, and, and you think about the two Chiefs games they have to play. That's six games they're going to lose. That means they virtually have to win every other game after that before they make the playoffs. So this is a little—I wouldn't call it a trap, but this is a game that, that I will admit scares me just a little bit. All right, let's hit this Fan Friday question before— we get out, my man, at Chris Westside's JX. Chris Walker said, fan Friday, how will 20 mile power winds and 40 mile power wind? gusts change how the game plays out. Good question. Because when we keep talking about the elements, we're talking about altitude. Well, wind affects guys that don't throw with a lot of velocity, and that's Gardner. And he'll admit that, and everybody around the team will admit that. He doesn't have a noodle. He doesn't have a weak arm, but he, he sort—he of, does not have the overpowering arm that some guys have that can chop through that stuff. So more or less, I think what it affects is the fact that the Jaguars know that, and I think it will affect the game plan. That's why they need to get 27 going, and that offensive line needs to show up and show out. You got you to get them going in the interior, though. You, you ain't going to get nothing too much on the outside on Denver. So, yeah, it could, it could obviously affect – uh, the game in, in, a, in a very negative or a very positive way depending on which way you look at it the positive is that means the guys that are on the offensive line know that they have to create holes and opportunities to run the ball and then the defense they this defense has had a lot of success against joe flacco over the years uh he's that stand in the pocket type he extending plays uh He's better when he holds the ball on five- and seven-step drops, but good luck doing that against Jacksonville. Ramsey's presence would help with that, but I don't think in this game his absence is going to create a situation where uh, it allows Denver to have an advantage. I think the Jaguars are too good up front, and I think the Jaguars leave uh, Denver. they leave uh, the My House City 2-2. We'll see. I know it's optimistic, but 2-2 is definitely better than one and three i want you guys to have a wonderful wonderful weekend and uh be safe be safe this weekend have a great weekend this is your man t with locked on jaguars hopefully the Jags will come home from denver victorious